What if God could change your life in three seconds? Don't believe he can? God, he's doing amazing things, moving throughout this world, saving people, redeeming people, and I am just one of the many people that he has touched. When God came to me, it felt like 20 minutes, but in reality, it was only three seconds. If God could do that in my life, why not yours? My name is Nick and I'm a local church pastor in the state of Washington. Join me as we go before God to have a three second moment. Hi, welcome to the Three Second Moment Podcast. You are listening to episode eight titled Freedom to Be Me. And before we get into the content of today's episode, I want to I wanted to remind you guys that we have an email. It's number three second moment at gmail.com. And through that email, you can send in your suggestions, your feedback, or your prayer requests. And we would love to pray for you and serve you in that way. The other announcement is that I am just gonna start uploading these episodes once a week. Um, on Wednesdays now, okay? So please expect these episodes to be released on Wednesdays now in the morning um, and just once a week, okay? Yeah, I'm sorry. I I wanted to do this more because I I just love to share God's word with God's people. Um, And I like to talk, you know, so, but, but I've just been getting really busy with other things going on in my life. And so I've just decided, you know what? Maybe two episodes at first was a little too ambitious. I'm gonna cut it back down to one episode, okay? And so anyways, let's get back into the topic of today's episode. I have titled today's episode as this, The Freedom to Be Me, okay? And the reason why I'm titling this The Freedom to Be, to be Me is actually because the gospel of Jesus Christ sets us free, brothers and sisters. The gospel sets us free to be the person that God has designed us to be. Okay, and I'm, we're going to talk about this. And the reason why I wanted to share this with you guys is because I don't know if you guys have ever felt this way before, but maybe it's because I didn't grow up in the church, but I have always felt like my personality was a detriment, was actually harmful to the church and even to God's kingdom. But uh, God, he just taught me something so amazing that I just want to be able to share with you guys. If you guys have felt this way, the same way as me, then then perhaps this, this could really minister to you. But I feel like this could minister to all of us. You know, I feel like we all probably share this type of sentiment. And so um, the first passage I'm going to be looking at is Acts chapter 20, starting in verse 24. I mean, it's just verse 24. Okay, but it says this. But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus, to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. You see, today we are talking about the freedom to be me. And this is a very awesome insight into God's word that I think will serve you to allow you to be free in who God has made you to be. Right? When we're looking at this passage, we see that the gospel, the good news, the word that has the power to save your life and bring you into a relationship with the one and only God is all about this one word, grace. 
For the verse says, I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself. If only I may finish my course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus. What is that? To testify to the gospel of what? The grace of God. And so the gospel is all about this one thing called grace. To be a Christian is about this one thing called grace. And the crazy thing about grace is the very essence of grace means this. You are not it. You can't do it. You will fall short or step over. You are helpless. You are powerless. You are a sinner. And this is something that I really got deep into my heart this past year. I, I, I received this insight that I am utterly worthless in the sight of God by myself. I'm utterly a piece of trash in the sight of God, left alone to just being who I am. And even though this might sound horrible to you, please bear with me a little bit because actually... Because of God's grace, it is actually the most amazing insight I've received this past year. This insight set me free. And why? Because then I don't have to be nobody. I don't have to perform a certain way. I don't got to be like what people think is a good Christian. And you know, everyone has that ideal Christian in their mind. And most of the time, I'm just going to tell you the truth, it ain't like the real Jesus. And so we would actually be doing ourselves a great service by getting that ugly, disgraceful, false image out of our heads of what we think it means to be a good Christian. Because what it means to be a Christian is it means to be a sinner, be a person who has been saved wholly and solely by the grace of God. You see, Four out of five years of my Christian life, I thought my personality was a detriment to the kingdom. Why? Because honestly, my personality isn't cut from the same cloth as those who grew up in the church. My personality is flavored with different spices because I come from a different background. I got a different flavor, a different flow, and a different finesse. <laughs> I'm laughing because for those of you guys who don't know, I used to be a b-boy. My b-boy name was Nef. Three. It stood for never-ending flavor, flow, and finesse, all right? So I got a different flavor. I got a different flow. I got a different finesse because, you see, my upbringing was largely influenced by b-boy culture and not by church culture. I didn't grow up in church culture at all. In fact, I think I questioned the church a lot because I think I can see some things that are mostly cultural and not biblical because I come from the outside. Right? Like if you grew up in the church culture, then I think it's a little bit harder for you to actually see what's cultural and what's purely biblical because you kind of just grew up in it, you know? But you know what? Because of God's grace, I realize this. Because of God's grace, I get to be me in all my weaknesses, in all my shortcomings, and in all my flaws. Right? These perceived things that I used to see in myself, in my personality, like, man, I shouldn't be like this, I shouldn't be like that. I, I, because, actually, because of God's grace, I have the freedom to just be me. You know, because of God's grace, I can, quote, boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses. Because when I am weak, then I am strong. For the power of Christ is made perfect in my weakness. 
And I wonder how many Christians actually believe that. How many Christians actually believe that, that, that actually boasting in my weakness is true strength. Actually, being weak is true strength because when I'm weak, then I'm strong because Christ's power is made perfect in my weakness. I just wonder how many Christians actually believe that. Because because right now we live in a culture that is obsessed, in a church culture that is obsessed with power. When the scriptures say that a Christian be about weakness. We live in a church culture right now that wants to be flashy. When the scriptures say that a Christian be about meekness. The church strives to be strong when grace says we've been weak all along. You see, this is the truth, brothers and sisters. You don't have to be strong. You don't have to be charismatic. You don't have to be a certain way in order for you to be loved and to receive the grace of God. You just have to be someone who's weak and broken, desperate, longing for the love of God. You see, this is the truth that set me free, brothers and sisters. You know, it is to walk in the truth to capture and embrace our weakness. For the reality is, we are all weak. We are all lumps of weakness. No matter how clever, how wise, how charismatic, how eloquent you think you are, you utterly fall short of Christ. Even your supposed strengths are no strengths at all when compared to Christ. You see, this is the truth. To be human is to be weak. To be human is to be helpless. And this is what is so beautiful about grace. The mere existence of God's grace proves that we are weak, helpless, powerless, and worthless. Yet, we are also fully and completely loved and adored by our God. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 says this, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness and into His wonderful light. You see, brothers and sisters, you are chosen. You have been called for a special purpose, and not only for a special purpose, but you have been called God's special possession. That we may declare the praises of Him, of God, who called us out of darkness and into His wonderful light. And how has He called us out of darkness and into His wonderful light? It's not by our character. It's not by our personality. It's not even by the strength and the vigor of our will and our desires. But it is wholly and solely by God's grace. It's His grace. You see, you are God's special possession. You are prized by God. You are His treasure. But it's not because of who you are in yourself. Who we are in ourselves is we're trash. We're worthless. We are full of sin, wickedness, and darkness. But because of God's grace, because of God's love, we are what He says we are. You see, 
Let me break this down even further for you guys. When you look at the original writings of the New Testament, the Greek manuscripts, the personalities of the human authors of the books are so clearly observed. Apostle John has a very particular style of writing, and the same goes with Apostle Paul, the same goes with Luke, the same goes with James, Mark, Matthew, all the authors of the New Testament. You can clearly observe their particular style in the Greek manuscripts. And so what's so amazing about that is that God used the personality of each human author of the New Testament to write his eternal word. Like, did you catch that? Paul, John, James, Luke, Mark, Matthew, all these people's personalities are forever and eternally engraved into the word of God, which means their personality was not a detriment to God's kingdom. No, actually, on the contrary, God delighted in using their own unique personalities to express God's own word and heart to all of creation. Amazing. Which means this, brothers and sisters, your personality is not a detriment to God's kingdom, but by God's grace, your personality is now an instrument to actually further advance God's kingdom throughout the world. You see, we all have qualities in our personality that we may not like or even others may not like. But take heart, brothers and sisters. God delights in your personality. Let's turn to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. It says this, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Okay, wait, wait a minute. Right there, it sounds like, wait a minute, I'm dead. It's not about me. It's about Christ. So what are you talking about, Pastor Nick? Why are you saying that God delights in my personality? Well, let's keep reading Galatians 2, 20. The ver- I mean, that's not, it's not even the next verse. It's the same verse. The next sentence says this, the life I now live in the body. Whoa, check that. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body. Wait, what a minute. What? I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Wait a minute. I thought you were dead, Paul. I I I thought you said that you no longer live, but Christ lives in you. But then literally right after, a few words later, you say, the life I now live. So what's up, Paul? What are you trying to say? You see, he's saying this. He's saying, I no longer live according to my spirit, according to my desires, according to my own self-conceived notion of purpose, of destiny, of origin, of all these things, but I live according to Christ's spirit. I no longer live for myself, but I live for Christ. I no longer am leading and steering my life, but Christ is the one that is at the helm. And the life I'm living now, I do not consider it to be me, but I actually consider it to be Christ living in me, Christ living through me. You see, your personality has now been infused with the Spirit of Christ, with the Holy Spirit. He now utilizes your personality for your for His glory. Because being a Christian is not about your personality, but about your character. And your character is now formed by the Spirit of Christ living inside of you. 
You see, we're not all called to possess the same personality, but we're all called to possess the same character, the same values, the same customs, the same essence. But this essence, this character, is expressed with many different colors of human personalities. One personality is not greater in God's sight. All are loved and treasured by God. For if this were not so, then why would He choose to have the personalities of His children so clearly evident in His eternal word? And so, brothers and sisters, rejoice in who God has created you to be. Let the Holy Spirit continue to form and fashion your character to possess godly character, but also allow Him to utilize your unique expression of that character, your personality, for His glory. It's like this, we all have living water inside of us, but our personalities are like different containers through which the living water can then take a different shape or form, right? And you know what's so amazing, brothers and sisters? It's actually through our broken personalities, through, through our personalities, that God's glory actually is revealed and magnified in a way that is unique, actually, to each individual you see we are broken vessels our personalities are broken vessels that contain the living water of god but but through that through that broken vessel you can see the 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 amazing substance of what the living water is like see through that broken vessel you can see the brilliance of the light that shines within us and it's all about jesus and so this truth is what set me free to be the weird, awkward, dorky, playful, b-boy lover of Jesus that I am, right? God is not ashamed of me, and I am not ashamed of God, nor of what He has designed in me, right? He's formed me this way. He allowed me to live 21 years of my life without Him, for this particular purpose that my personality would be shaped in a certain way. So that when He did save me, I can bring in that unique personality into the body of Christ to show people that there's a, there's a different color perhaps than what you're used to. A different cut from the cloth, a different texture, a different spice. But we're still all of the same essence, the same substance of Christ. You see, Romans chapter 1, verse 16, everyone loves this. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. Well, guess what? If you're not ashamed of the gospel, then why are you ashamed of your personality? Because the gospel says you're loved, no matter, what, no matter who you are. The gospel says that, that, that even while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And, and so why are you ashamed of yourself? If, you're, if you really say that you're not ashamed of the gospel, then would you not be ashamed of yourself? Would you not be ashamed of your weaknesses, of your flaws, of your sins, and of your mistakes? Yes, this is the common condition of all of humanity. But instead, would you boast? Would you boast in your weakness? Because when you are weak, then you are strong. Because Christ's power is made perfect in our weakness. For I decided to know nothing except the grace of God that is found in the cross of Jesus Christ. 
I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish the course and the ministry that the Lord Jesus Christ has given me, to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And so, brothers and sisters, I pray and I hope that today you may be able to have an experience of that grace so that you may be set free by the gospel, by the grace of God, to be who God has designed you to be in all of your weaknesses and flaws as well as in all of your perceived strengths. And so let us pray. Father, I just pray for my brothers and my sisters right now who are listening. God, may you bless them. God, may you you use this word to just further strengthen their hearts, God. For those who feel ashamed of their personalities, like I did for four out of five years of my Christian life, I pray, Father, that you may set them free by the amazing grace of God. Lord, I pray for a deeper revelation of your grace. I pray, Father, that as they read the scriptures, they would be reminded that God, you were not ashamed to use Paul's personality, that you were not ashamed to use John's personality, but that God, you actually decided and you chose to use their particular personality to write your eternal word. And so, Father, may we delight in that in ourselves as well today. Father, we thank you so much for the blood of Jesus. We thank you so much for the grace of God, which truly has set us free to be who you have designed us to be. And so, Father, bless my brothers and my sisters. We thank you, Lord, and we love you so much. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, brothers and sisters, I pray and I hope that God was able to use this message to serve you so that you may be further encouraged to keep in step with the Spirit, walk in the fullness of Christ, and champion the gospel to the day that you die. And so please tune in next time for episode 9. We are going to be talking about the heart of a servant leader. Okay, I'm really excited for that episode and I hope you will be too. So I'll catch you next time. God bless you. Jesus loves you so much. And I'll see you next time. Peace.